Talk, talk to me. WSRadio.com Welcome to Computer and Technology Radio with your hosts, Mark Cohen and Marsha Collier. Well, Happy New Year, everyone, and welcome to Computer and Technology Radio. I'm Mark Cohen. She's Marsha Collier, and we're going to bring you all the latest news, technology, everything you want to know. Welcome and thank you. Hi, Marsha. Hi, Mark. How are you doing this week? Uh, quiet, fairly quiet week, which is good. Uh, got through uh, New Year's with too much food and didn't care about football because there was really nothing on I cared about. Uh, other than that, it was okay. How about you? Well, I've been, you know, doing things around the house, getting my annual fight with uh, QuickBooks. Oh. Finally finally decided, no, I am not renewing you for $649 a year. Screw <laughs> you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Told them not renew it. They have such, they used to have programs that you could put on your computer and use. And, you know, sometimes you wouldn't get updates. Well, that's right. basically okay if you're using regular uh, bookkeeping and you're not using the download from the bank and you're not using all that stuff. Right. And you can still, it still functions. But now, starting this year or last year, everything has to be renewed if you're using the desktop or they try to push you to the online. And the online version just isn't very, it doesn't have inventory. It doesn't have a lot of things that e-commerce sellers might need. So I just said, screw you. And I have my workaround that I'm not going to talk about on the air. Okay. Someone can message me if they want on Twitter. I'll explain it to you. Um, but no, I'm not being held hostage by that company every out. Oh, by the way, they lock your files. When your subscription expires, oh yeah, a lot you of can't do that. you can't even view them. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. Well, but they don't normally do that in small business. Well, I don't know about small business. I know that Microsoft on if you have an Xbox subscription that you pay for, yeah. or, or rather a PlayStation subscription, and you have all these games that you've been playing and you've been paying for, if you decide not to re-up, they wipe out all your games. Well, just out of curiosity, do you think? Business software might be a little bit more important than gaming. <laughs> what are you talking about? Yeah. Nothing's more important than gaming. Of course not. Yeah. So speaking of, um, I know I'm one of the holdouts on the planet because I like Dish Network because yeah, I love, the, love their hardware. Yep, you know, the too. fact that you can follow from room to room and all that. Completely agree. But I noticed... Echo Star completed the acquisition of Dish. Correct. Now, if I remember, when Echo Star first came out, it was owned by DirecTV. <laughs> um, well, Dish and Equ Equus Echo Star split in 2008. That was a long right, time ago. I don't right. remember Echo Star being part of DirecTV. Uh, I believe they were, or okay. I don't know, whatever. Yeah. We'll keep but talking. anyway. I'll look it up. No, you don't have to. Nobody okay. really cares. Um, but anyway, so the FCC went ahead with the merger. And for now, only Sling TV won't see any changes. Um, here, Dish and Echo Star split in 2008 when the former wanted to focus on pay TV and the right. latter on sal satellite networking. Right. And then before okay, that, they so were part it was of Dish. Dish. Yeah. So... I still see, you know, at the end of the article, that Dish is going to be concerned with uh, the TV segment, 
and mm-hmm. Echo Star will be in charge of the other stuff. And the other stuff being, if you remember, we talked about this a long time ago. Um, Dish went into the auction of 5G bandwidth. Yeah, they tried that. I don't think it was very successful, but yes. Yeah, but Dish is obligated by the FCC to cover 75% of the country with its 5G network by 2025. Right. So it is pretty successful if the FCC is requiring it. Mm -hmm. So in June of this year, they met the commission's benchmark and covered 70% of the U.S. Mm Mm-hmm. So I, they don't have it here, I don't think, in Los Angeles, but they have it in seventy percent of the rest of the country, and you know I I don't know how it's going to change. Uh, Dish has build, been building out their wireless, and Echo Star recently launched Jupiter Three, which is a another communication satellite. So I, I think it makes sense that they're together. But who knows how it's going to change anything? I mean, I don't know. Well, you know, originally they were hooked up with HughesNet, which okay. I'm which I'm assuming, and that's the one that I used to have that was the worst, that just absolute <laughs> got awful worst. And so they were HughesNet for a while, and then they spun off from HughesNet, and now HughesNet is still around. But I think that's that's a di- totally different company than EchoStar and Dish. Yeah, and you know, even in the statements of the president and CEO of EchoStar, they say you know they're going to be more enabled to have technologies integrated together and give better services. Well, it'll right. be interesting to see because I'm not paying anymore. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah enough is enough. My husband, you know, I keep fighting about. My husband keeps saying, "Well, you know, you, we can get local news on." the fire stick, blah, blah, blah. And I went to the fire stick to watch mm-hmm. my local news. You know, I figured I'll give it a try. It was, have you ever been on an airplane and watched the news? Sure. It's like this generic BS newscast that, I mean, really doesn't give you any up-to-date news. It's kind of right. like, well, that's what I found. So I don't know. I would love somebody to let us know. If they know a way to actually see local news, well, if you pull the, there's the old-fashioned tried-and-true antenna TV. My husband tried that, believe it or not, to our kitchen TV because I wouldn't let him touch anything else. Right, worked really well. <laughs> you, are you are you being serious or not? Seriously. Oh Seriously. yeah, yeah. No, it works worked great. Really well. Yeah. Uh, it's just that I don't know that I want that additional cord going to who knows where in one of the rooms that we're not going to watch local news in the kitchen, you know. it's Yeah. I mean, it's hard. We had years ago when we built this house, we had an antenna put in. We put it in the attic. It runs through the house. And if I want to, you know, just watch regular TV, that goes through the antenna. I also have a very small TV that I uh, have in my bathroom that I, when I get dressed in the morning to go to work, that has a, one of those you know, crappy, cheap antennas that you just screw into the back of your TV and then you put this little, you know, plastic square in your window and that gets local news. Well, that's cool. So you don't that's... really have to subscribe to anything. What, bra- what brand is that? Oh, gosh, I don't remember. It was one I found on the internet, you know, it was 20 bucks or 30 bucks. It wasn't very yeah, expensive. But you see, the thing is, you say that, but I really like the technology of stopping the middle of a show. 
well, and yes. going into the other room and having that. To me, that's worth it. Oh, there's no question about that. <laughs> so, I still remember the days of when, when TiVo, which was the first right. uh, DVR-type recorder, and I remember my brother-in-law happened to be the publicist for TiVo, and he came home and he said, so we got this new service, you pause live TV. And I said, what are you talking about? What do you mean you can pause live TV? It's magic. It's the devil's it tool. crazy. How do you do that? Well, I later learned, of course, that it buffers, you know, 30 minutes right. of TV. So, but I didn't know that at the time. I thought that's crazy. Uh, so, well, now yeah. it buffers 60 minutes. Yeah. And now the idea of going to a movie theater with them making these super long, close to three hour or excess Yep, I've seen movies, two of those this week. You know, I'm not going to sit in a movie theater and watch those because there's yeah. no pause button. No, that's right. Yeah, you know, exactly I want to go. Right. I want to drink as much Diet Coke as I want if I'm watching a movie, and and not get up. That and not have to get up, but I have yeah. to get up, and there's no pause in the theater. I'll tell you that this movie, the three and a half hour movie, the uh, uh, the, the Moon, blah blah blah. Buffy, yeah, that one. The, yeah, that movie. It took me three days to watch it, but I really didn't mind. But I you see, that's that. the thing. Yeah. The yeah. but they were pushing for people to go watch it in the movie theater. Oh well, they want that, sure. Yeah. The only thing I'm missing, the only thing I spend money for, is a decent popcorn maker. Yeah, <laughs> I want movie popcorn. Somehow yeah. it always tastes different when you're at the movie. It so does. Yeah. I well, because why. it's nine times more expensive, ten times, a hundred <laughs> times more expensive. You know, for uh, forty cents worth of popcorn costs you nine dollars at the movies. Yeah, well, there's that, of course. Yeah. So, no, you're right, though. So, anyway, so we'll see what happens with Echo Star and with Dish. Like I said, you said and I said, we both pref much prefer Dish uh, to DirecTV. And yeah. technologically speaking, it's just so far superior, it's not even close. Yeah, and I don't know if Spectrum has caught up with the hardware, but we'll talk about them later. Yeah. So, right. I've also been worrying all week on the fact that, like yesterday, it was full whiteout snow on the road to Las Vegas from Los Angeles. <laughs> oh, and you you leave, let's say, CES is Tuesday or Monday? It's Tuesday, but Tuesday. we're leaving Sunday because okay. they have the press days now ahead of time. Right. So going to the press days, going to see the keynotes. We're going to talk about that in a minute. And uh, then, you know, see our two things, and we'll be back on Wednesday. Yeah. I just, as I've said before, I chose not to go this year. I just, uh, I got to be convinced that there's a reason to be there. And I, you know, you, you saw the same thing I saw about the things that they think, you know, we're not going to talk a lot about it because you'll talk about it when you get back. But again, I still see the same old stuff that's, just, you know, smart home stuff, new computers, new well, TVs. Well, no, this time everything is AI. There's well, even yeah, an, that's, yeah. There's even an AI bird feeder, which I'm very excited about oh. and hopefully can report back on that. So, so it speaks to birds and says, come here, little I'm birdie. not going to tell you until I, I take a look at it okay. and play with it All a little right. bit. But you um, see, that's why I like to go to CES, because I'm trying to give information to people like me who well, right. hear about these things and want to know the real deal behind them. So if yeah. I can do that, then, yeah, I'm happy. That's well, my job. Well, if you go and you love it, I'll go next year um, when well, I'm convinced. But I always love it. I always do. It's the I, and only, I get bored, you know, my, after half I know. a day there. <laughs> well, I just, see, now, you know, I used but to stop I have at a every, lot of meetings and I have a lot of places to go and yeah. I have a full schedule of people to see. So, you know, it's 
it's going to be a busy time, and I'm very excited about it. Yeah, well, good. I hope it's a wonderful show, um, and I hope they have some something new that I haven't seen before. Plus, I'll be doing a, a report for KFI AM 640 here in Los Angeles. So, you know, I got to know. I got to have content, content, content. There you go. <laughs> Uh, all right. Well, we'll so see what, what else did you see? Uh, about uh, I mean, CES. it's just like I say, the, the, the list, I'm not going to go through the actual items of what they're saying, but like I say, I mean, the, the, it's the same array of what they expect to see PC components. Okay. They're going to be faster. We know that, um, monitors and display, they're going to have more pixels, uh, <laughs> TVs. They're going to have more K's in their, in their letters. PC storage. I mean, these are just headlines of where, where people think there's going to be smart home stuff. Been hearing about that for 15 years. You know, so I didn't see anything on the list that I saw that I went, oh, my God, this is great. Really new, exciting stuff coming out. Fitness tech, mobile tech. Do all, do all those things sound familiar to you? Well, Electric it's going vehicles. to be, you mentioned fitness. It's going to be interesting to see what happens with Fitbit because that was acquired by Google a year and a half ago. Right. And little by little, I've been seeing features dropping off of oh, yeah. Fitbit. So I would suspect that before next year's CES, if not this, who knows? Because Google doesn't give any pre-CES information. Yeah. You know, it's going to be very interesting. To see, whether you know. they're going to kick it off. Um, my assistant, my work assistant, uh, was talking to me about buying a robot vacuum, which is one of the things they list under the smart home. And I said to her, you know, I got one of those. They sent them to me, what do you think, Marcia, 10, 12 years ago that those robot vacuums, the Roomba, came out? Yeah. And I said to her, you know, you might want to think twice about that. I used it, and I don't know if they've gotten any better, but I used it for maybe a week, and I went, I don't think so. Well, no. have her call me because I tried one more recently. My husband bought it. Okay. I said, you take it right back. Um, first of all, if you value your furniture at all. Yeah, it bangs into everything. <laughs> well, and now they have sensors. Right. But they still bang into things. Okay. And what it's doing when it's crawling around your gra- uh, the ground is many of them have cameras that are taking pictures. And they're mop, mapping your house for who knows who. <laughs> Great. So okay. Yeah. So I I just have 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 your assistant call me. Why I'll, would I'll they, I mean tell. the theory being that the camera's there to map the house so it knows where to go, not where it's supposed to send your information. Yeah, but how but, valuable is that information to yeah. flooring companies, construction people? Yeah, exactly. Uh, there's a lot. There's that's a, lot. a little scary. Yeah, you know, so we, you have to think past, past yeah. the advantage, and is it worth it? Well, yeah, we've talked about all of the privacy issues and the things that are going, and the only thing that we recommend that you do on a camera is put one on your front door. That's yeah. fine. I think those are yep. very, very valuable. You can put one in your backyard so that you can see what's going on in the backyard. Don't put them inside your house. We tell you this all the time. Uh, no nanny cams and no things that can be hacked into. We already know there have been stories for years about how people were uh, hacking into nanny cams. Wait, 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 wait a minute. You know, you've said a lot of times, sometimes it's our own fault that stuff happens. You yeah. put in an easily hackable password without two-factor authentication. Right. And you're good. You're almost opening the door to being hacked. Of so. Course. We've talked about that. It's your own responsibility to set two-factor authentication on anything that you value. Yeah. Yeah, you have to do that. Quit using 
password is your password. Yeah, there's going one, to two, be one, two, three, four. Uh, I believe Hyundai and Kia are going to introduce some new cars, which I'm very excited about. Um, and we're going to talk a little bit about uh, some EV news a little later. So, yep. yeah, I'm excited about the show. Well, good. I, I hope it's a great show, enough to get me back next year. We'll see how it goes. But, uh, yeah, so EV batteries. Uh, you know, there's there's a lot of stories that have been floating on for the last couple of years about how long do EV batteries last? Are they long-lasting? Do you have to replace them? How expensive? And you, you can't really seem to get a straight answer other than hearing horror stories about how your Tesla battery went out and it cost $10,000 to replace it. And then they claim, oh, no, it'll last for 100 years. Well, we know that's not the case. So that's a technology that people are trying to improve. Well, if you um, remember about a year ago, I talked about solid state batteries. Is that coming into this by any chance? <laughs> well, uh, Volkswagen has come up with what they call a sol solid state cell that holds 300,000 miles before you have to replace the battery. Well, that's a big chunk. You know, 300,000 miles, most people don't get anywhere close to 300,000 miles on their cars uh, before they replace the car. So supposedly it significantly will speed up the charging. It's going to extend the range of charging by hundreds of miles. Uh, and Volkswagen, who's a pretty innovative company and own a lot of big time other companies, uh, they didn't create the battery. It was actually developed by a company called QuantumScape, which is in California. Yep. They're, yep. you know, yep, they're a battery maker. And uh, they provided a prototype to Volkswagen Group. And now they're testing it. And according to the articles, the results have far exceeded expectation, yep. which is extremely nice. Yeah, uh, I definitely say, posted about this uh, recently. Yeah. And, I mean, uh, um, you know, with the solar and with the EVs, Everything we have right now is first generation. And if there are those of you who in the past, I'm not trying going to be the first uh, guinea pig on that. Right. Well, here you go. Yeah. I mean, I hope that's right uh, because of the cost of the batteries and the, you know, supposedly they come with eight to 10 year warranties. Um, and a lot of surveys show, I mean, it's kind of funny. It says uh, most EV drivers never replace their batteries. Well, guess what? Have we really been eight to 10 years yet to know that? Well, that's not the, also not the point. I read something online about somebody who was driving their EV and they hit a muffler that was in the road. Oh, that happened night. to me years ago. Yeah. Okay. So you know that happens, right? Yeah, it does. It happened well, to me. It damaged their battery. Yep. And they went to the dealer and the replacement was $20,000. Yeah. And it wasn't covered by their insurance. And it wasn't covered by the manufacturer. Wow. Yeah, so, that doesn't you know, surprise we me. We need new batteries. Yeah. And, and that's true. Well, when it happened to me, I was driving down the road and the car in front of me, muffler fell off right in front of me. And it went under my car, hit my car, cracked the oil pan. Oh. And, and oddly, I was sitting literally where it happened right in front of the car dealer. So I uh, made a left turn into the car dealer, and I I believe, if I remember this because it's been a long time, the insurance company of the driver whose muffler dropped out had to pay for it. So, you know, maybe... Well, luckily the, you saw the person. <laughs> I, I mean, yeah, I did. Well, I had the license plate and the whole thing. Right, and exactly. Exactly. Uh, but yeah, that's but really this crazy. it was just in the road and drove yeah, over it. Couldn't avoid it. No. Uh, well, hopefully this is going to come out soon. 
and it will work. You know, I've said many, many times that I would consider an electric car if the if they extended the range. You know, if it was a 500-mile range or 600, even though I don't drive that much, uh, I'd still like to have that kind of uh, range. We've already got infrastructure in your house with a battery and solar and all that. Right. But the majority of people don't, and the people who live in apartments are really screwed. So, you know, you have to think about that. When a law was passed to have lower prices for internet, for entry-level options for, you know, households who were on, I think it was one of three federal assistance programs who really can't afford broadband, but should have it. And seems, (laughs) doesn't seem... Um, Spectrum is raising the cost um, of the federal assistance program mm-hmm. from 1999 to 2599. And if you're in a federal assistance program, that five dollars a month is sixty dollars a year, and that's yeah. going to make a big deal. And that's a pretty good um, size jump. That's a fifteen percent jump. You know, better than the fifteen percent jump. Their advanced um, Wi-Fi. Their advanced Wi-Fi to rent a Wi-Fi equipped modem will go from five to seven dollars. Uh, you know, I don't know. I I guess people use a Wi-Fi equipped modem because they don't know that they can have their own, you yeah, know, Wi-Fi. You know, a Wi-Fi hotspot at home and plug it right. into the regular right. modem. But yeah, so they're raising those prices. Um, tuner boxes. <laughs> this, this is one of the reasons why I left Spectrum in the first place. Sim, Spectrum's mandatory surcharge for local broadcast stations, as we were just talking about, mm-hmm. will ratchet up from 2320 to 2575. That's, yeah. that's BS. On Dish, you pay $10. Well, did you see that? I don't think we talked about this. That Amazon Prime now is going to charge you three bucks a month if you want commercial free programming. Yeah, I you know frankly, when Amazon feeds me commercials, and this this is a true story because I have a stick in my kitchen TV, you know, which is like I said, our experimental TV. Yeah, right. And I watch if we're having lunch. Sometimes I'll watch TV in there. The commercials that they feed me are ones that I'm interested in which I find fascinating because it's based on per, the household uh, purchase history. So it could be a product I didn't know about and something I may be interested in. I don't mind it as much as the general. Yeah. I know that I want to be watching a movie on Amazon prime that I already, I'm spending what 30, how much do we spend now? Uh, 19 a month. I can't even remember what they are now. For I don't Amazon. know. I pay something a year. I don't know. Well, yeah, whatever but it I, is, 18, 19 Whatever bucks a month. it is at this yeah. point, because I checked it last time, I am getting every inch of benefit out of that. Well, I love the service, but I, I don't want to be watching at the a movie. stores and I discount at the supermarket. No, there's good stuff. And, yeah. it, it definitely is, but I don't want to sit there and watch a movie that I expect to watch straight through without every six minutes seeing a commercial interruption. You know what, Mark? I personally think i'm not an accountant but i think you can afford it well it's you know it's not a matter of money 
it really, you know, people say it's not a matter of money and then it's always a matter of money. But the reality is it's three bucks a month. Okay. It's not that expensive. I just find it egregious that they it's keep raising their month. prices. How much? Three three ninety nine a month. Okay, so four bucks a month. I find it egregious that every time I turn around, they're raising their prices. Yeah, Amazon has raised what one hundred and seventy times in the last couple of years. No, you know, and they mm-hmm. also cut out the the you know Whole Foods. You used to get free delivery. No, not anymore. You know, well, so I got no, I st- and I'm the crankiest person on the planet, and I still have no problems with Amazon. So <laughs> funny, that's funny. So you yeah. know, so a couple more of the rate hikes. Yep. Aside from the local broadcast system, an HD com- compatible tuner box, ten ninety nine now, twelve fifty then. Yeah, twenty five percent. Channel bundles. Mm-hmm. Will while streaming only, no box required. TV essentials from twenty four ninety nine to twenty nine ninety nine, and yeah, the program co- programming cost inflation. Blah 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 blah. Yeah, blah. right. I think we all screwed ourselves when we tried to cut the cord and should have stuck to. <laughs> yeah, maybe to what you already no, had. Really, it would have all been a lot cheaper in the end. Yeah. Well, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if they came back and said, well, you know, we have gasoline, you know, all the companies now, Sparklets and all these companies, we had to raise your price because gasoline prices went up. Well, one, of course, they never lower them when gas prices go down, but the prices that they charge, pretty soon you're going to say, well, to deliver your Wi-Fi signal, we have to charge you gas mileage money. That wouldn't surprise me at all. Well, and people uh, go, oh, really? Oh, how does that work? We're getting short on time, so I wanted to really quick throw in this thing that I found that I think is so cool. Um, if you want to learn about AI, mm-hmm. and why not? You got 10 hours to spare? IBM will train you in AI fundamentals for free. They have classes online, and you can. there's a class on AI ethics, and it's part of their Skills Build Learning Portal which you can find at skillsbuild.org and sign up for a bunch of free classes. It says IBM is committed to training 2 million people in artificial intelligence in three years. Yeah, that's great. And if you're up for reskilling for your job or you just want to learn things, this is the place to do it. So it's called skills, S-K-I-L-L-S-B-U-I-L-D.org. All right. That's good. Yeah. All right. Well, now is the time of the show where we search the planets, the universe, and Best Buy for the buy of the week. Yeah, Uh, exactly. When we're trying to shove this down people's throats. Exactly. Uh, If you owned a small apartment building, would you be ready to install chargers at every parking space? (laughs) I don't know. Unless I raise the rent enough to compensate for what I had to put in. And then you lose all your tenants, you know. So, right. yeah, they haven't thought this all through. I mean, the only way they could do it that would make any kind of sense if you're in that circumstance is that it's a fee charging charger. It's not a free charger. You know, like you go to the different things and you put in a credit card. So you I suppose put your quarters in it like hard nickels, dimes and quarters. Right. Exactly. <laughs> so uh, I will see. I actually saw I haven't seen very many of these, but the uh, now I'm blank on the name, the new uh, 
EV, the, the very expensive one. Oh gosh, who's the name is? I don't is know. Not, I like the Polestar. So yeah, no, it's the Polestar. It's the other one that uh, that's kind of a pretty car, and they're expensive, and they are, can be one hundred and fifty, two hundred thousand dollars, and they do have four or five hundred. Uh, why? Why would you, unless you had FU money? Yes. Spend one hundred and fifty thousand dollars on a car that is guaranteed not to last ten years. Because Maybe. you want to be the cool kid in the neighborhood. I don't think that's that's in style anymore, Mark. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't know. There's lots of people, you know, that, uh, that yeah, buy the kind of stuff. Boomers, boomers, but we won't get into that. <laughs> uh, yeah, and so there, there's a lot of that going on. So we'll see what happens with this uh, Volkswagen thing and yeah. see if it's as good. And, they're you know, they're a big, smart, well-run company, uh, so maybe they'll get it right. Well, you know, I hope so. But the next story really kind of pisses me off. I was really happy. Thank you. Okay, so speaking of video cams, here's one that we approve of. This is the Google Nest Wi-Fi video doorbell on the front of your door, facing the street, not facing inside your house. Uh, it is their, um, again, their Wi-Fi video doorbell, battery operated. It normally sells for $179.99. It's on sale for 120 $119.99, so you're saving, you got a nice savings there. Um, comes in ash and, I guess, white colors. Uh, it's got f- spectacularly good reviews. There were 1,401 reviews on the Best Buy website, which is a sufficient well, we number to be we all know it's real. a great thing. I know we have uh, the one that's battery-operated, so we love it. You just have to charge it every once in a while, no big. Yeah, I have the same thing with my Ring. Uh, 960 by 1280 uh, resolution, full HD, uh, so it's got good quality pictures, video storage in the cloud, which, of course, you have to have a subscription to you know to save that. Uh, you can start you know save a large amount of data in there. So, again, this is available at Best Buy. It is currently marked down from 179.99, down to one nineteen ninety nine, and it's a good thing, and it's good for your safety, and that's one we recommend. So that is our buy of the week. Ta-da! Mm-hmm. Um, Real quick, this is something that blew me away. Um, I don't know if you ever look at your insurance policy. Nobody ever does, right? Mm-hmm. You talk to the salesman the first time, and you go, eh, okay. <laughs> and you think you're getting a good deal. Yeah. Well, I've just found that... It's not always a good deal because I looked at the payment history of individual drugs that I have bought over Mm -hmm. the past few years, and the prices ranged wildly. I mean, insanely, which was crazy. Um, And my husband, who's on a different policy, may pay 98 cents for a 30-day prescription of a generic, and I pay 5.99. Yep. What the hell? So they finally looked into this because it seems other people were noticing this as well. Mm-hmm. And because it's so complex. And for example, on Medicare, the Part D program paid more than half of what it would have paid at cash prices from Mark Cuban's Cost Plus Drug Company or Costco. Right. So, in other words, Medicare is paying (laughs) more than half of what they charge on the online stores for the exact same generic thing. And then they looked at all insurance programs 
patients' out-of-pocket expenses exceeded the Amazon cash price for 40%. Wow. And good RX cash price for, ready? 79% of prescriptions in the deductible phase. Wow. So now I've started every time I'm going to renew a prescription, I'm I'm going to look to see if I should have my doctor send it to you know, Mark Cuban or right. Costco or somewhere like that because some drugs are very expensive. Some people pay $500 a month and more for drugs. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Prices are wild, wildly varying from site to site to site. You might have to send that stuff to Mark Cuban in the White House because <laughs> he just sold his retaining interest in the Dallas Cowboys, not Dallas Cowboys, Dallas Mavericks, Yeah, um, which he loved. Yeah, but the and, thing is, we don't know that he has any interest in politics. He no, hasn't we don't. stated anything. No, so, we don't I know mean, that. you can say that, you know, we, we can wish it or whatever all we want. Right. But if he was really that interested, he would have said something. So Maybe. Or to, the, get, you know. to, to get back on this one thing yeah. uh, that we were talking about, um, I don't know if I'm pronouncing this right. Omeprazole and sodium bicarbonate. Yeah, omeprazole. Yeah. Okay. You know what that is. That's for heartburn relief. Right. If people who are on Medicare, Medicare pays twenty eight seventy five per capsule. The over-the-counter price is 80 cents. Yeah, I know. It's crazy. I mean, and that's what you're paying at Mark Cuban or a little right. more at Costco or, you know, you use the GoodRx coupon. you got to shop around for this. Um, there's another Mometazone Furoate nasal allergy spray. Mm-hmm. Medicare pays five twenty two per spray. And the over-the-counter price, uh, legit price, was 18 cents. Yeah. So it's really time for us to start paying attention what our insurance is covering and what it isn't. And you mostly want to try, if you can, to get generics because generics are substantially more uh, less expensive than the name brand. Yeah, uh, unless you're on a cutting-edge drug, in which case right. you're screwed. And then it takes years anyway. <laughs> right. Yeah, it takes years for them to become generics. But yeah, a lot of that going on. Um, okay, so do we, you do found. We have enough time. We have enough time to talk about this, or let's just yeah, jump we into. Yeah. Yeah, we, I do? Think we do. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Real quick, I thought it was kind of funny. Somebody posted a photo of a computer. Remember those computers we had in the early two thousands, late nineties. Yep. And it had a big monitor and the keyboard. Yep. And it weighed three thousand pounds. Right, and you'd you needed a large desk. And you needed everything going on. And oh, it was crazy. It was a big, you'd have a separate everything, CD-ROMs, mm-hmm. a bulky tower, that tower. I have one tower still under my I do too. Desk I haven't right turned here. it on in probably five years, but I'm staring at one in the studio. Well, I haven't turned mine on, I think, in 15 years. But yeah. I'm sure the data is still living on the hard drive, and that's what I'm counting on. Right. That if I ever, ever need that data, it's there. Yeah. You just pull out the hard drive which actually I did on one computer and put it in a portable drive with a connector. And I connected occasionally just to look, you know, if I'm screwing around at my desk, what's on that drive and what I might found interesting. Mm-hmm. So they posted this and it got 17.3 million views. Wow. Hun- hundreds of comments, people saying all kinds of things. Um, another user posted saying they'd been nostalgia baited 
by the <laughs> image because it, it was just an unmoving thing. You couldn't take it anywhere. And I thought the interesting thing was, and, and see if it rings true for you, that there were other people who posted. But the true truth is, when we used to use those computers, you used to go in and you used to turn it on, right? And then when you were done, you logged off, got up and walked away. And that, to me, was the best part because you weren't online anymore. You were actually being able to exit the internet, which most of us don't do anymore. So mm -hmm. I, I, I thought that was a benefit to the old days. Yeah. Yeah, the very interesting stuff. All right, well, we only have, what, a few minutes left, so let's just hit some entertainment. Do our top ten in streaming. Okay, so um, I'm right in the middle of watching the number one, Salt Burn, I guess it's called. I heard there's stuff in there that I shouldn't even see. You know, I'm three-quarters through it, and I'm going, I don't know, do I turn it off? Not loving it. Don't. So I didn't care for it. I'm probably watching the end because I've invested, you know, an hour and 45 minutes in it. Uh, but the next one, The Holdover, is a very, very good movie. Um, Paul Giamatti, who is always fantastic in everything yeah, yeah. he does. What's it about? Uh, it's about a college professor, a grumbly old, nasty college professor, who gets stuck for the holidays with the woman, uh, the cook, and a kid who is kind of a, you know, his parents are never around. And yeah. they bond together. And it's a very, very nice film. Okay. Definitely, that's a, that's a good must-see. put see. that on my list. Yeah, yep. I'll put that on my list. Leave the World Behind, I've talked about it before. <laughs> nah, didn't love it. Didn't understand it. I guess I'm not smart enough to understand it. Uh, Barbie's still up there, number five. And I got to tell you, whether you love Barbie or you hate Barbie, I can pretty much guarantee you'll be entertained by a lot of Oh, it is entertaining. In the movie. It's a very, very entertaining movie and incredibly creatively done. And, and I mean, if nothing the else, the, effects, the, the, yeah, the visuals are beautiful yeah. in the movie. Gorgeous. Uh, you got the creator. Haven't seen it yet. It's on Hulu. Don't know. I tried to start Rebel Moon and I just couldn't get into it. Just, mm. I don't know. So I can't give it a really good review of Whoa, sorry, excuse me. Uh, Rebel Moon. Uh, Maestro, which is supposed to be extremely good. We talked about that. You you had a personal yeah, I saw that. To that. Um, I liked it. I liked it a lot, but would have preferred they concentrated more on uh, Leonard Bernstein's talents than his wife. So his wife was lovely. The actress was great in the part. But to me, that wasn't what he should be remembered for in film. That's, you know, about it. What about number eight, Mark? Is freedom one of your uh, favorites? I guess Mark is. I don't know about Sound of Freedom. My husband, a lot of people want to see it. I guess I'll give it a turn. I don't know. Number nine is The Equalizer. And number 10 is Bo. Bo. Bo is Afraid. Following the sudden death of his mother, mind-mannered but anxiety-ridden man confronts his darkest fears. Yeah, I don't, and it doesn't sound like a happy-making movie, so I'm probably not going to be watching that. So I don't know what, what we're going to do about that. Now, top 10 shows streaming. Number one is Reacher. 
You all know about that. It's really good. Lots of people like it. Percy Jackson and the Olympians. Number three is Fargo. Number four, Slow Horses. Number five, Monkey, Money, (laughs) Monkey, Money Heist Rerun. Yeah, I came back. Excuse me? Battery went away on my computer, oddly. And and then number six, Fool Me Once. I haven't seen that either. It was good. Okay. Number Uh, seven is True Detective. Number eight, A Murder at the End of the World. Number nine, Doctor Who. And number 10, Yellowstone. I do have to tell you that I've been watching, though, the new new season of For All Mankind about, you know, landing in Mars and the Mars colony. I think it's great. I'm really enjoying it, and I highly recommend it to anybody. It's a really good show. And I just read that another, I guess it's a film, came out on Netflix. Remember the big accident, uh, plane crash in the Andes? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, right? Yeah. Well, they've done, it seems, another movie about that. And uh, that's supposed to be really, really good, too. Yeah, there's some good stuff floating around out there. Some good, you know, some good movies, some good things to watch and uh, very enjoyable. Yeah. So it's a, it's a good time, I guess, for sitting at home and enjoying yourself. Exactly. Exactly. And boy, is that about it for us? I think that's about it for us. All right. Well, listen, everybody, thank you again. Happy New Year. Thank you for joining us. Uh, We'll be back next weekend with you, and make sure you listen. And thanks for joining us. Again, like Mark said, I'll be back from CES, and I should have a whole, whole bunch of stuff to talk about, hopefully, on Computer and Technology Radio. Please subscribe. Please like. Hey, you don't even have to listen to all of the episodes. Just sign on and say hi. Thank you so much. Bye-bye.